Howdy, everybody. This is David Sanchez, and this is episode 71 of the Riffs or Die podcast for June 13th, 2022. Yesterday was my B-day, my day of birth. I'm trying to stay as young as I can mentally, you know, trying to be mature, but stay young in the mind, but my body is getting old. There's no stopping it. Time marches on mercilessly. Now, I've been gone for a little bit. My girlfriend was in town, and then I got a little bit sick, and I couldn't really record one of these without a giant tickle in my throat and coughing a lot for a couple weeks, but here I am. We're back at it. If you want to support the podcast, you can always go to riftsordie.com and buy some merch, or you can sign up at Patreon and have access to the live monthly Zoom hangouts that we do. You'll also get discounts for the web store as well can do that by going to patreon.com slash riffs or die. Thanks a lot for your patience, everybody. I really appreciate it. I am now 34 years young. <laughs> that joke never gets old. Get it? Well, what's been going on over the last month or so? Been to a lot of concerts. I'm currently working on some audio projects for some drum videos for a couple bands that are going to be coming out soon. I will announce which bands those are as they are released. But I'm stoked that I got to work on them and, uh, you know, build my resume out a little bit more. In a couple weeks, I'll be going to upstate New York to work on the new La Special record. I mixed their last one, Ancient Homies, but this one they asked me to come in and engineer and produce it, so... I'm going to be doing the mixing and also the uh, knob twiddling right there in their rehearsal space. That's where we're going to track it. So one thing I got to do before I head out is inventory all the mics that I can take out there. Some DIs, pedals, little uh, adapters and doodads, all kind of doohickeys and thingamajiggers. Should be a really, really good time though. They sent me some demo versions of some of their new stuff, and it's fucking awesome. I'm really, really excited. Can't wait to get out there and start tracking this new stuff. Of course, since the last time I spoke with y'all, there has been a tragedy in the metal world. We lost a great frontman from the Black Dahlia murder, Trevor Strinad. Trevor was a super nice guy. Loved metal more than most people ever will. And, uh, man... Super shocking and really sad. I think about the Black Dahlia murder guys pretty often these days. Much power, and I really hope that they're uh, coping all right and doing okay despite the circumstances. Really, really unfortunate. Trevor was a super nice guy. Rest in peace. Rest in power. There's also a new documentary that came out. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's on HBO. It's a George Carlin documentary. It's a two-part series, and each part is like an hour and a half. So if you got some free time, you're going to need it to watch that whole thing. But I learned a lot of stuff about Carlin that I did not know before. Really interesting dude, and uh, still one of the funniest bastards I've ever heard in my life. That guy really changed the way that I think and I see the world. I would love if he was alive today to share his two cents. Dude had a lot of wise thoughts in his head and 
His opinions and wisdom would be very welcome right now. Another person, Rest in Power, George Carlin. That documentary was really good, though. If you're a Carlin fan, you got to see it. If you don't have HBO Max, I think you can sign up for a free trial version of it for like a week or two. You can check that out and then get right out of there. Saw some cool shows since the last time we spoke. I went to the Bay Strikes Back tour with Testament and Exodus and Death Angel. Death Angel crushed it, as usual. Exodus sounded super fucking sick. I fucking love Exodus. It's one of my all-time favorite bands. Especially, like, vocals. When I'm going after, like, the high stuff, I'm basically trying to sound like Steve Souza from Exodus when he's doing his high-pitched screaming. Him and, like, Chuck Billy back in the day when Chuck would do the high stuff. That's uh, two of my biggest influences vocally, for sure. And on that show, I got to see one of my favorite musicians, not just one of my favorite drummers, but musicians, period. Of course, I'm talking about another guy named Dave. It's really cool seeing Lombardo play with Testament. They played a bunch of shit from The Gathering, which is the only Testament record that Lombardo was on. came out in 99. Super heavy stuff on that record. I really like that one. And uh, it was cool to hear it with the OG drummer and the bass player that was on that record, too. I think the whole lineup that they're playing with right now is the same that was on The Gathering, minus Skolnick. Skolnick was not on that record. That was James Murphy playing lead guitar on that Gathering record. Which, by the way, James Murphy did the mixing and mastering on the Point of No Return EP for Havoc. He also did the mastering job on Unnatural Selection. So we've worked with James a couple times. Really, really good engineer. Dude's got a great ear and knows what he's doing. I'm a huge fan of the way the drums turned out on the Point of No Return EP. Some of my favorite drum sounds that we've ever gotten with Havoc. And if you didn't know, now you know. I also went down to Colorado Springs recently to see a buddy of mine play guitar he's a really really good guitar player and singer plays in a band called taking dawn taking dawn used to be known as seventh son way back in the myspace days i got in touch with the dude his name is chris babbitt super shredder and uh seventh son was super cool thrashy rock and roll metal kind of stuff his new band taking dawn is more chorus heavy i guess i would say It's uh, metal, more in the vein of old Motley Crue and maybe some of the heavier Avenged Sevenfold kind of stuff. Really great guitar work, great production, and good hooks. A lot of earworms. You should check them out. Taking Dawn. That was a good old time. I had a lot of fun when my girlfriend was in town. We went shooting some guns, did some restaurant hopping, went to some shows. Had a good old time. Minus the uh, getting kind of sick thing. But, you know, I went into the doctor and they thought, maybe uh, maybe it's the Rona or maybe it's allergies. I don't know. Do you want to take a test? I was like, well, how much is the test? A hundred bucks. Fuck that. So I took a couple of these at-home tests. Took two of them, both negative. So I don't know what it is, but it could be my blood type. I'm not very susceptible to getting this thing. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
still batting a thousand for not having that thing. I'm all right with that. I can't get it, no matter how hard I try. Speaking of guns, there's a lot of talk in the country right now about what to do with the gun problem. The gun problem, the gun problem, the gun problem. Do we have a gun problem, or do we have a mental health problem? Because I have some firearms, and amazingly, I feel really lucky. None of them have actually woken up and walked out of the house and then started firing at people all by themselves. It's almost as if guns don't kill people. People kill people. Call me crazy, but that's just my observation. You take the guns away, people are going to start killing people in other ways. Don't get rid of your guns. Read any history book, and you will know that government is the number one murderous entity. How can you prevent a government from committing democide, where they start killing their own people? Well, a real good way to prevent that from happening is the people having guns. Who'd have thought? I kind of love this argument, too, where people are like, we need to arm Ukrainians so they can fight tyranny. A lot of people are very pro-gun when it comes to arming some other country. But arming yourself to prevent tyranny from taking place at all, that's bad. Some people need to read a fucking history book. I tell you what. First step to implementing totalitarian control over a population. What do you do? What's the first thing? Well, you disarm them. You make them unable to fight whatever you're about to implement. I don't know how many times this has to happen or be brought up for people to resonate with it, but it's uh, pretty cut and dry. The thing is, the gun will never be unlearned. It's here to stay. There's 3D printers now. There's schematics everywhere. There's weapons all over the world. The gun is not going away. It's here to stay. So what we need to do is try to figure out what makes people driven to kill and then try to fix that problem. The problem is not the tool. The problem is the sick person, the mentally deranged. We should go after the root of the problem, not the tools that are used. A lot of weird, sketchy stuff with the whole Buffalo thing and the Uvalde, Texas thing. A lot of weird, strange happenings in regards to how law enforcement reacted to the situations. Seems to be a whole lot of that in my lifetime. It's a bizarre thing. You know, there's the old phrase, never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, there's a lot of people that are really taking that one to heart. We've got a crisis. Let's capitalize on this moment. Disturbing. Disturbing, but I get it. If you're a psycho that wants more control, a crisis is a good excuse to start gaining more control. It's grotesque, but it's the way the world is. This world is extremely beautiful and extremely disturbing in many ways. Try to focus on the good stuff, though. That yields a lot more pleasure. Speaking of pleasure, fucking love that band. Today I was jamming to the bass line of their song called Glide. I posted a short clip of it on my Instagram, and it's really fucking hard to hit this really fast lick at the end 
of the phrase. And then you got to get all the way up to the 12th fret and do this weird chord. It's really, really hard to do it. Someday, I'm going to have that thing down. Someday, I'll master that. But if you want to check it out, go on my Instagram or my Facebook. Uh, my Facebook is actually hard to find on purpose. But <laughs> on Instagram, it's just at David underscore Havoc. I've got a backup account in case my uh, main one ever gets torched, which is very likely um, considering all the censorship that we see today. But it's there for now, David underscore Havoc, if you want to check out that video. So I've been getting my mixing skills kind of up to snuff, trying to get some things going and, you know, get some practice under my belt before I go and do this special record. Watching a lot of videos from experts, you know, mixing engineers and producers that I really admire watching their stuff and, uh, you know, asking questions, ask questions, do some research. It's not that hard. You got a supercomputer in your pocket. The world is your burrito. We live in this time where you have access to so much information, it's kind of astounding. Even college and stuff nowadays, I'm not sure how necessary it is. You can basically take a lot of college courses online for free, or you can go to the library and learn about practically any subject you want without having to clock in and pay some sort of a college or university a gigantic sum of money to get a piece of paper saying that you officially learned this thing. Libraries are great. Libraries are amazing. It's a good idea. We should keep those things around. I wonder what was in the Library of Alexandria. It got burned down a long, long, long time ago, over a thousand years ago. But that thing got torched. And I wonder what was in there. Maybe the blueprints to the pyramids were in there. So much human history was lost when the Library of Alexandria was burned. Fascinating to think about how much human history was recorded and documented. That just, it's gone forever now. We will never know. Maybe there was some Stargate shit in there. Like that Kurt Russell movie. Where these Egyptian people are all hanging out and have like access to a wormhole portal time machine kind of thing. I haven't seen that movie in forever. I need to rewatch that. I remember it being really cool. Now with new eyes, it might be even cooler. Or it might be way worse. I have no idea. I can't remember it that well. I did watch something within the last month that was super interesting. It's a Mike Myers series that's on Netflix. It's called The Pentaverate. And The Pentaverate is basically like a show making fun of quote-unquote conspiracy theories. And uh, it was pretty funny in some moments. But overall, I was a bit disturbed by how it seemed to lump together people that believe in Bigfoot with people that believe in Flat Earth with people that believe the very rich and powerful people in this world might have secret meetings and figure out how they're going to cut up the pie when it comes to civilization and planet Earth and the wealth and resources of the planet. I found that pretty gross. 
that they were trying to lump together flat earthers with people that are very aware of very real meetings and uh, organizations that plot and plan evil things. To anyone that thinks that that doesn't exist, where you been? The World Economic Forum is right out there in the open talking about all kinds of crazy shit. Talking about having a carbon footprint tracker on every individual. Talking about having a digital ID implemented worldwide. Talking about facial recognition everywhere so that everyone can be tracked and monitored at all times. In even more detail and more depth than what we already have. Come on, we know that the NSA listens to our phones. We know that they spy on us. We know that all this stuff is real. But then a lot of people just roll their eyes and shrug their shoulders like, yeah, whatever, it's not a big deal. Kind of is a big deal. And the weird thing is they're getting more and more brazen with it. They're getting more into everyone's personal stuff. They're getting more data collected on everybody. They're getting into people's private business a lot more than they ever were in the past. And this is all provable factual information. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is real. I mean, why is Edward Snowden on the run? Because he exposed what the NSA was doing with your tax dollars, using your tax dollars to spy on you. That's the only reason Edward Snowden can't come back to the U.S. right now. They want his head on a stake for exposing the government doing illegal things that if you or I were doing, we would be going to prison. When the government does it, it's okay. And it's a crime to blow the whistle on it. But if we do it, you're getting locked up, buddy. Pentaveret, though. Watched a couple episodes, and I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to keep watching this. But there was only like six episodes, so I I saw it through. But very, very interesting. Again, some of it was really funny. I enjoyed a lot of it, but the overarching kind of story is to kind of make fun of people that question authority, make fun of people that think there are nefarious things happening behind the scenes are whack jobs. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people, uh, normies as we could call them, will see that stuff and say like, oh yeah, these people that think the World Economic Forum is trying to rule the world and... There's a lot of corruption in the world. They're stupid, just like flat earthers and Bigfoot believers. They lumped it all together, and it was uh, rubbed me the wrong way, big time. Because being a critical thinker and being skeptical of authority is not the same as thinking that the earth is flat. Is the earth flat? I don't personally think so. Some people do, but that shouldn't discredit everyone who questions official narratives across the board you know lumping flat earthers together with people that question powerful people or people in authority or organizations that are very hush hush and trying to keep their plans under lock and key they're not the same thing those are apples and oranges kind of a pet peeve of mine is when people use the word conspiracy and the phrase conspiracy theory interchangeably, as if they're the same thing. Conspiracy theory is a theory that there's a conspiracy. A conspiracy is a real thing that you can go to prison for. A conspiracy is when two people or more get together to do something. Most of the time, 
it has a negative connotation. Conspiracy means that they're getting together to plan something that's evil or illegal. You can go to prison for conspiracy. A conspiracy theory is a theory that there is a conspiracy. Conspiracies are real. Not all conspiracy theories are real. This always bugs me out when people use those two phrases interchangeably. They don't mean the same thing. Not every conspiracy theory is a real thing or a a true thing. But there are literal conspiracies. The Jeffrey Epstein thing, that's a conspiracy. He conspired with Ghislaine Maxwell and people all around the world to traffic children into sex slavery. There's no conspiracy theory here. That is a literal conspiracy. Doesn't matter who pulled off 9-11. The fact that it was pulled off at all. There is a conspiracy there. People conspired to make that stuff happen. The fact that America exists at all was based on, you guessed it, a conspiracy. People conspired to overthrow the government. So let's use these words. Let's use this English language in the way that we all agree (laughs) these words have some sort of meaning. Conspiracy and conspiracy theory do not mean the same thing. Now, this is not a perfect example, but just to drive the point home, riddle me this. Is there a difference between a coat and a coat rack? Or are those the same thing? Is there a difference between a guitar and a guitar string? If you think so, then let's all come to reality here and agree on the language we're using. And we have to recognize that conspiracy does not mean conspiracy theory. Could go on and on all day with the examples. There's a big difference between a chicken and a chicken coop. There's a marked difference between barf and a barf bag. You see where I'm coming from? Makes sense to me. I hope it makes sense to you. You guys are smart. I think you get it. When people get together and have a meeting about how they're going to rob a liquor store, they conspired to rob the liquor store. There was a literal conspiracy. Now, if there's two guys that went into a liquor store at the exact same time, independently of each other, and they didn't know each other at all, and they both went in and tried to rob the liquor store at the exact same time, well, that wasn't a conspiracy. But there could be a conspiracy theory that they did conspire. There could be a theory that there was a conspiracy between these two people that robbed the liquor store. We really need to get that straight. Kind of bugs me when people use those two phrases interchangeably because they both have totally separate meanings. But enough with my conspiracy versus conspiracy theory rant. Anyway. All I know is that the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists have been very correct a lot in the last couple of years. So <laughs> who would I place my bet on, on who's telling me the truth? Someone that thinks people do conspire to do bad things 
or someone that thinks that that never, ever, ever, ever happens. I'd put my money on the person that's a skeptic. Shit, even UFOs. You know, 20 years ago, you'd be called crazy for thinking that UFOs might be real or the government is hiding information about special spacecrafts or aircrafts that defy the laws of gravity. And nowadays, you got people talking about it openly. The Pentagon's talked about it. The news is all talking about it. Michi Okaku is going on Rogan talking about it. This is now like mainstream, regular stuff. That UFOs are real, and we don't know where they came from, and they defy the laws of physics that we know of. That's pretty interesting. That that has come out now and become normalized, but... There's no apology. There's no looking back in the mirror and going, hey, maybe all these quote-unquote kooky, whack-job, crazy people were correct. There's none of that. No apologies. Just forward, forward, forward. Hardly ever does someone look back and go, you know what? That person was right. We're going to see a whole lot of that same kind of stuff when it comes to what people have been saying for a couple years now about... Lockdowns and reactions to some of the issues that we faced over the last couple of years. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of apologies in order. I think it'll just be, oh, you know, uh, this is how it is. Yeah, but what about the people that were saying this years ago? Eh, whatever. It's just, we know more now. No accountability. But what can you expect from government and giant corporations and the like? No accountability. It's what they're used to. Gotta love it. You know, I was thinking the other day that we live on an alien planet. To someone else, Earth is a totally alien planet. To someone else that might be out there somewhere in our galaxy, somewhere in the universe, there could be sentient beings that are possibly way smarter than us. And this is an alien planet. Can you imagine landing on planet Earth and having never seen anything that exists here before? Imagine how incredible and totally awe-inspiring and miraculous this place would appear. Like seeing a, a dog would be mind-blowing. Seeing a bird would be mind-blowing. Trees, mountains, plants, fungi, clouds, snow, volcanoes, fish, Octopuses, giraffes, and that's just the natural world. Imagine how crazy it would be to land here and see things like electric guitars and computers and smartphones and cars and planes, rocket ships, plumbing, toilets, electricity, light bulbs. We have so much stuff that is absolutely incredible, but we take for granted. We've been so, so spoiled, and we're so lucky to live when we do. And I think we're very lucky to live where we do. If you're listening to this right now, you probably live in a place that isn't so bad. You're probably not worried about starving to death in the next week if you're hearing my voice right now. Think about that. Think about how lucky you are to live when and where you do. Like I said, this planet is disturbing in many ways, but it's also very, very beautiful. 
We have to remember the beautiful things and have gratitude. Gratitude equals happiness, my friends. Never forget it. The more grateful you are, the more happy you're going to be. Guaranteed. It's a recipe for success. Happiness is a choice. You have the choice. You can have a great day or you can have a bad day. All up to you. Perspective is a lot. Perspective is maybe not everything, but it's a huge deal. Try to take account of the things that you have that are nice and good. And appreciate those things. Think about it for a second when you go to the fridge and you get a cold drink out of there. That was unheard of a thousand years ago. Most of us have the capability of eating better than all kings, czars, and emperors throughout all of time. Simply by having refrigeration. We can have foods from all over the world that we get at a grocery store. And we can refrigerate them and keep them for way longer than anyone could in the distant past. And then turn on a switch, you know, flip a switch or a dial and magically have fire that we can cook the food with. With, again, spices and all kinds of other things from all over the world. That's incredible. It's totally amazing. We live in a really interesting time where there's a lot of dark, weird stuff going on. But at the same time, we're super, super lucky. So gratitude. Practice it. It's good for you. I promise. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to have you listening to my voice right now. I really appreciate all you guys out there. Y'all are lovely people. I've got a really cool thing coming up. It might happen by the time this comes out. If it does, I'll blast it out super hard on the social media stuff. But if it's not quite there yet, I will definitely be talking about it on the next episode of the podcast. I've got something really cool coming up. A uh, collaboration kind of a thing as far as the Rifts or Die podcast goes. I'm really excited for it, and I can't wait to announce it. So keep your peepers open. That might be announced this week. If not, like I said, I'll talk about it next week. But it'll open up some new doors to have some really cool, fresh interviews with some people that might have been a little unattainable in the past. But good things are coming. Good things are definitely coming down the pipeline. Speaking of good things coming down the pipeline, I think later this year, we're going to start writing some new Havoc music. So maybe there will be something new to listen to next year. We're hoping that we can get out on the road next year and hoping that gas is not going to be $19 a gallon. We'll see how that turns out. (laughs) I don't know, but uh, that's our hope that we can hit the road next year. And uh, we've talked about doing it all with some brand new tunes. So you guys have something to look forward to in the not so distant future. Really excited to get some of that going. I'll keep you all posted on the progress with that. It'll be a little bit until we start getting the writing gears moving again. I got to do this little special record and get that mixed But after that, I think it's going to be time to pick up the guitar and start chunking away on it. Really excited to start working with this new piece of gear that we just got. We'll use it live for like intro tracks and stuff like that, but it's a Roland SPD-SX. 
It's one of those sample pads. It's got nine different pads on it that you can hit with your drumstick and it'll, you know, play different sounds. So what we're going to utilize it for, especially later in the year when we're demoing and writing new Havoc stuff, is I can just sit here with a kick trigger, with a kick pedal, and this Roland SPD SX. And I can just play drums, basically, on a little pad instead of needing an entire electric drum set. And I can map out all those pads to different drum sounds that are in some of my drum software. And it's going to make writing so much quicker, so much easier, more creative and more free, more free-flowing, because then I'm not going to have to sit here with a, a mouse and a computer screen and building, you know, drum beats from scratch or whatever, I can just turn to my left and play it. It's going to be awesome, especially with how mobile it is, because I'll be able to take it over to Pete's house, and uh, he can play on it, and we'll have, like, a consistent drum sound throughout all of our demos. It's going to be awesome. I'm really stoked to use this thing. Shout out to Roland for making such great products. Other than that, I'll be seeing Le Special play this Friday at Red Rocks. They're opening for Umphreys McGee. And uh, Umphreys McGee is, for those who don't know, an American like jam band, but they're pretty heavy. Out of all the jam bands, they are easily the heaviest one. They seem to all be metalheads that you know get lumped into the jam band scene. But man, I've seen them live a few times, and sometimes they bust out some super heavy shit. They're a rad band, and they could sell out Red Rocks three nights in a row. Red Rocks holds like 10,000 people and Umphreys is able to consistently like every summer sell it out three nights in a row. So Le Special is opening for Umphreys McGee on Friday and I cannot wait to go see them at Red Rocks. It's going to be something special. It'll be something to behold. I'll give you guys an update on how that went when I talk to you all again. Should be a blast. I hope that you all are doing well. I hope that you're going to continue to do well until we meet again, my friends. Again, if you guys want to support the podcast, please go to riffsordie.com and pick up some merch. There's a lot of cool t-shirts in there. Check them out. And if you want a discount and you want access to the monthly Zoom hangouts, just go to patreon.com slash riffsordie and sign up. Don't forget, you can always shoot me an email. I will be reading some emails on the podcast this month. Send them over to me at podcast at riffsordie.com and make it a good one, and I might read it on the show. You know, even if it's a shitty one, I still might read it on the show. So try it out. Podcast at riffsordie.com. Hit me up. If you have any questions or comments for the show or need advice on something or need uh, to pick my brain about my gear or mixing questions or whatever, questions about touring, hit me up. Feel free. Podcast at riffsordie.com. That's it for this week, beautiful people. My body is older and my mind is a little sharper, but I'm going to try to stay wise in the mind, young at heart, and perpetually become older in the body. Wish me luck. Take care of yourselves and each other, everybody. Try to leave the world a little nicer than the way you found it, and we're all going to be okay. Don't forget, gratitude equals happiness. I'll leave you with that. Have a great rest of the week, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.